the upcoming Turkish presidential elections will prove to be uh, one of the most consequential in the country's history. Um, essentially, the standing president, uh, Recep Tayyip Erdogan, will be uh, facing a united opposition um, who hopes to uh, topple him and replace him. Uh, but if he wins, he will effectively become president for the remainder of his political career uh, and be able to continue to recraft and reshape Turkish society and politics. So I believe the polls are showing a very tight race. Yes, the polls are showing a tight race. Um, obviously, these uh, elections, like elections past, have been both contentious uh, and disrupted by external events, uh, including the uh, tragic earthquake that happened in the southeast portion of the country several months ago. Um, even though it's tight, it doesn't mean that it's predictive. So it could be anyone's game in a few days' time. And one of the main issues is the terrible state of the Turkish economy. I don't think that's an exaggeration. Inflation runs between somewhere between 50 to 100%, depending which statistics um, you believe. Um, one would expect maybe a bigger backlash uh, against Erdogan if this is the case. Those uh, economic issues were, of course, exacerbated by the earthquake and the relief efforts. I think that part of the reason why economics uh, is both a central issue, but also not necessarily the only defining issue, is because of the nature of identity politics in Turkey and the cult of personality around Erdogan and his desire and use of political rhetoric to uh, try to use the effect of the earthquake and the weeks leading up to the election as a rally around the flag moment so that his base and his base of support will give one final push uh, against an opposition which is admittedly coming from a very wide political spectrum and has a lot of internal disputes and grievances amongst them. Is it still accurate to say that the, the bulk of the support from Erdogan, his base, if you like, is predominantly uh, the more religious, traditional Turkish population uh, and the more from the countryside, the rural areas? Um, it, it is fair to say that, that Erdogan's strongest area of support is amongst traditional voters and amongst the kind of, you know, what's called the Anatolian heartland, the, um, you know, both growing uh, urban spaces within the center of Turkey um, and in the middle of the country. Um, but it is also important to note that some of the rival parties that are a part of this anti-Erdogan opposition, for lack of a better term, are themselves right wing uh, and that the country's politics in general tends to veer towards the center right. So it isn't necessarily a right left dispute, but it is, uh, this might be a familiar way of framing it, a for Erdogan or against Erdogan election. Very similar to the last Israeli government that was a very strange coalition of totally uh, different parties, but they were all solidly uh, anti-Netanyahu. Correct. So um, let's talk about Israel for a minute. We've had a very checkered history, to put it mildly, with Erdogan, although uh, relations are certainly on the mend at the moment. What do we know about this uh, opposition leader? What's his position uh, towards Israel? So as you can imagine, most of, his, uh, of Turkish uh, domestic politics are focused on uh, domestic issues, economic issues, internal political issues 
foreign policy isn't kind of a, a core subject of debate. However, we have a pretty good sense that the head of the opposition, Kamal Kilic Darolu, uh, and some of the other opposition figures, if they were successful in overthrowing Erdogan, they would probably reverse some of the kind of pillars to uh, Erdogan's foreign policy, in particular as it uh, comes to relations towards the European Union, towards the United States, and maybe in some way, shape, or form when it comes to Israel, although I wouldn't go so far as to say that Turkey's relationship with Israel is a core political issue, uh, not even by a long shot. Um, it's mostly domestic politics first, followed maybe by some marginal foreign policy issues because they have ramifications on Turkey's economy. And how does it work technically then, the elections in two weeks' time, the voters will be voting for a single candidate for president? The, the election is essentially a, a split election. There's a, a vote on uh, the 14th of May, um, and the essentially ballots will have the presidential candidates on the pieces of paper, um, and people will be voting for the candidates them, themselves. However, just like in other presidential systems around the world, uh, depending on the results of the election, there could be a second round on the 28th of May. So it's possible that by May 15th, it, the results are either not clear or no one will have succeeded in uh, uh, really beating out the opposition and that there will have to be a second round on May 18th. I do say this with the caveat that um, the assumption uh, should not always be that elections in Turkey are fair or free, um, that in the past there have been accusations uh, by opposition parties that Erdogan's party has meddled or played around with the results or used other tricks and gimmicks in order to depress voter turnout from opposition parties and encourage uh, voter turnout for uh, for his own. So I would assume that we're going to see as we approach Election Day a lot more uh, gamesmanship, both by Erdogan and by the opposition, as as we get closer.